Hi, I'm Ellen. And I'm Alex. And this is our podcast, Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. This week, we are talking about The War of Two Queens, which is the fourth book in the Jennifer L. Armentrout series from Blood and Ash. It's actually the Blood and Ash series. Oh, sorry. It's the Blood and Ash series, the first book being from Blood and Ash. Um, and because um, this her other series is like Flesh and Fire or something, which is confusing because the second from Blood and Ash book is something something, something Flesh and right. Fire. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but well, not to confuse whatever. anyone with the way that we just talked about that. <laughs> but we are talking about the newly released The War of Two Queens book by Jennifer Correct. L. Armand Trout, um, and this book is fun because it kind of brings together both of those series um Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's explicitly stated anywhere that you should like the order in which you should read the books but she posted on her instagram her recommended order Mm -hmm. and it's one through three of the blood and ash series one of the flesh and fire series and then this one yeah so maybe like slight spoiler alert now but not really is that like those books are coming together in this fourth book both which the is series like, are, yeah yeah like right. yes technically it's a spoiler but like also you should have figured that out right so yeah right the end of the third book um she calls reaver and whomever else to come help her um, her being Poppy to go to war against the Blood Queen because she's, she's a fucking bitch. Well, yeah, that was gonna say because she's uh, <laughs> keeping Castile hostage, and so that's kind oh. of where this book starts is like right where that left off. Um, but you now have all of this information about who Reaver is, and um, you get to see kind of how the characters from. A Shadow and the Ember um, s- relate to those in this book. And there's a whole yeah. lot of s- new, like, magic things and battles and a lot of questions that I still don't know the answers to. So, like, maybe you can <laughs> help me figure out maybe. some of them. <laughs> um, so I think this is a good place to put our spoiler alert. Um, we will, of course, be talking most in depth about this book. But as it is the fourth book in one series and sort of the like way down the line continuation of the book a shadow in the ember it's we're just going to spoiler alert all of them yep if you haven't read them please go read them then come back and join us if you don't care about spoilers fine join us we're more than happy to have you but that's your warning so yeah so we'll be talking about stuff from all there's a lot to talk about Mm -hmm. Oh, oh my gosh. No kidding. Um, okay. So I guess we have to start with our favorites instead of just diving in. Well, actually, can I tell you? So I actually want to kind of break the pattern at smidge. Oh. I have one note that I have to talk about right this fucking second. Oh my god, all right. Because patient much? it threw, yes, but it threw me off and I've been ranting about it to other people who I like can talk to. Okay, so for the podcast, we try not to talk about the books 
because there's usually a little bit, well, sometimes there's a little bit of time between when we finish the book and when we podcast. And we try not to talk about the book in that interim because we want to keep it fresh for you guys. Mm -hmm. Do people still say that? Keep it fresh? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) (laughs) But I have a couple other friends who have read this book, and so I've already ranted to them about this. Okay. But I, I, so I... I think I've broken my record for fastest note written down. Because I think, I think my record was the dedication um, in A Court of Silver Flames. Yes, that um, sounds right. But I think this part is a, before the dedication. Oh. Um, now I'm like, what? what is here? Oh, all I have so, is... So this book has... Um, a pronunciation guide. Ah, yes, it does. And let me tell you, I've got some fucking questions. Okay, first of all, Delano. That's what we've been calling him this whole time, right? Like Franklin Delano Roosevelt, spelt literally this way. I know, but I I just decided to ignore some of these when I saw them. I was like, no, not happening. I'm still pronouncing them the way I've been pronouncing them. Apparently, it's supposed to be... <laughs> Delano. Nope. And I'm like, no one's calling him Delano. Sorry. Jennifer, I love you. I love these books. I'm not fucking calling him Delano. <laughs> next. Next. Uh-huh. So we have been calling M-A-L-E-C Malik. And we've been calling M-A-L-I-K Malik. But apparently it's the other, way it's the other fucking way around. And I'm like, again, Jennifer, love you. I am not calling, because anybody named Alec, A-L-E-C, I'm not, we don't call them Alec, right? <laughs> like, and the only thing that's changing in that name is a is it adding an M to the beginning of it. So I'm like, I refuse to believe it. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're just going to get even more confused every time we talk about either one of them as to who we're actually talking about, whether we're, rem- we're remembering the pronunciation guide or not. Yeah. Also, whatever. Um, I've been saying Nile, even though it's N A I L L and not N I A L. But that's how you're supposed to say it. It's Nile, Nile, Nile. So she she spelt it wrong. I don't know. Wanted to be different, which is fine. I totally get it. And but I'm like, no. But also, um, I say Nectus. I don't want to say Nictus. Yeah, that one too. Threw me off. I don't like Basically, it. Basically, I think I just ignored all... Uh, like, I've been Wait. asking for pronunciation guides for how <laughs> long? Whole time. For so many books, and now you I'm just like, that's the thing. absolutely that's not. That's the thing. That's the thing. You can't add a pronunciation guide in the fourth fucking book and then expect people to be pronouncing it the way that you've been doing it. I'm sorry. You can't. However, the one that I was able to keep up with um is it's sarah it's not sarah yeah i saw that and then i yeah. decided to ignore that um oh well i so i started this one but the other one so mia lisa is how you're supposed to say it oh not liesa which is how i've been saying it oh it's lisa mia lisa is how you're supposed to say it oh and you I know what like, i think i stopped looking at all of this information once I there were enough that I was like nah I don't want to change the way I pronounce these and so I just didn't even look towards the end where it's all the terms 
Mia, oh, Lisa. also, also, Gr- Gracie, G R A E C A. What? I don't even remember what that. What is that? I don't know, but I'm like Gracie. That's an A at the end of it. Like that's not. Um. Also, Queen Ileana. Yeah. How do you pronounce her name with the pronunciation guide? Um, I think that's right. Oh. Eliana. Eliana. Ali- I guess Eliana yeah. is how she would say it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Um, yeah, I'm... Oh, well then, um, what about his mom's name? Oh, Yeah. Ilana? Ilana? No. I was saying it's Eloana and then Iliana. Iliana. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, so I just had to get that off my chest because I have been ranting to everyone and I'm like, can I tell you, you just, you can't change English. Like, right? Like, and the thing is, is like, it's not even change English, right? But like, sometimes there are just rules, at least in our English language, that you have to assume people are following, or like I said before, you can't put the pronunciation guide in the fourth book. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to start when those characters are being introduced. Like, <laughs> uh huh, I agree. <laughs> okay, <sighs> I think we done spent with my soapbox. an appropriate amount of time <clears throat> on that. Yeah, yeah. I just I have I can get <laughs> off my soapbox now for a little bit. Um. So for anybody listening, especially the ones that are really going to be the hardest ones to, I guess, if you're pronunci- pronunciating, hmm. pronouncing it the way that she wants you to, Malik is the tomb guy and Malik is the brother. I don't care <laughs> what the author who created this <laughs> has to say. <laughs> um, I think I was saying them even differently than that i think i was saying malik and malik like there's like no difference so there's like a slight oh my difference God. okay wait so there's okay that's so funny because there's a part in new girl the tv show i guess spoilers whatever it's but there's a part where uh nick is talking to schmidt uh-huh. and he is worried about jess being mad at him and he says no, she'll be mad at me, and then she'll say my name in this short, clipped way where she doesn't add the K at the end of my name. And Schmidt is like, do you really think that the K makes a difference in how your name is pronounced? And Nick is like, yeah. And, he, and so Schmidt's like, okay, say your name without the K. And he's like, Nick. And then he's like, okay, say it with the K. And he's like, Nick. <laughs> and that's what I felt like when you just said... <laughs> Well, okay, you know what? How about this? In my head, they sound different. But now that I'm saying them them out loud, they don't actually sound different. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying them the exact same way. But for some reason, in my head, (laughs) when I'm reading it, it's different. I don't know. (laughs) Was it like Malek versus Malik? Yes, but not. Like, yes, but I don't say it as distinctly as that. Well, yes, because you found out because you don't say it distinctly. It sounds the exact same. (laughs) 
Oh. Um, so yeah, it's just going to be a guessing game as to who I'm talking about. You know, just add some mystery and fun into our podcast episode, right? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. I'll so try to remember I, to I... pronounce his name as Malik, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> okay. So now that I derailed our normal order, I will bring us back to our normal order and tell you that I did not pick just one favorite person wow that's so surprising <laughs> surprise surprise um so i had three favorites hmm i wonder who those could be <laughs> um and that would be poppy castile and kieran mm-hmm. surprise surprise um for all reasons that i've loved them in the past um but like especially in this book like i loved poppy like coming into her own power and like making her own decisions and like I hated that she was forced into it (laughs) right by not having Cass by her side but like she's such a badass and I'm so excited to see where she goes from here and I'm also a little anxious but it's fine it's fine it's it's totally totally fine it's totally fine um Cass is Castile, he's just irreverent and amazing and supportive and like I just fucking love him. And Kieran is the literal best. Like I just like I can't like I just I just love them all so much. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Okay, how about you? Did you have a favorite character Um... or multiple favorite characters? I think I can I can just say same. <laughs> You've already said it all. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah, and that I I would caveat that with um, I think if we had seen more of some of my favorite characters from A Shadow in the Ember, mm-hmm. then maybe it would have been a different story. Mm. Right, because I I still don't know like how they all fall out. I I know we tried to figure that out before, and I don't know that I have the answer to that. But because we only saw snippets of Nikdos and Sarah, I'm kind of just like they, Sarah. I'm gonna still call her Sarah. So deal no, with it. Only I'm the one. Only I'm the one who gets to. <laughs> no. Um. So I'm kind of like. Considering them minor, like, supporting characters yeah. in when I was considering favorite characters. So I, like, kind of excluded them from this uh, when I was right. thinking about it. I would say Delano for me is also right up. Like, he's right oh, behind he's so great. our big three. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I also really liked in this book that we got a lot more from a lot of the supporting characters yeah for um, sure. because like in some of these books i felt like we got more insight and then in others it was just like really the top like three or four characters are really mm-hmm. where you get like that insight but with this one i was like oh i really like these advisors and you know i could just go on and on about like, yeah all of oh, the different sure. characters yeah uh-huh uh so how many favorite parts did you have so I, it's funny because I have sort of like a theme, uh-huh. like a, it's really like a thread, like a, a run through. And then I have a favorite part that I'm also very angry at. 
So it's both my favorite part, and I'm very upset about it. Okay, now I'm very intrigued. Not like, like, okay, upset. I'm a smidge dramatic. (laughs) You dramatic? I know. (laughs) Upset is probably not exactly the right word, but we'll talk about that in two seconds here. So my thread um, that I think has been part of my favorite parts in almost all of these books is just all of the banter between everybody. Like everybody is so funny and they're so quick witted. I'm like, I'm the kind of person who like, I'm in something, I can't think of a comeback. Maybe I'll think of one two weeks later mm-hmm. and then like, ah, oh, I should have fucking said or that. Or as you're right? falling like, asleep that night and you're like, oh. <laughs> or you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh. <laughs> so like, I just really appreciate that they're all very quick-witted and hilarious and I just love it and you can see their bonds with each other through their banter and it's just perfect Mm -hmm. now (laughs) Now. this next part was both my favorite part and I'm a little upset by so the joining was my favorite part okay because I've been waiting I've been waiting for this since they fucking told us what it was (laughs) and I've been like (laughs) And I, because I'm so excited because they, like, it's so clear that they all love each other so much that I was just so excited that they finally got to, she gets to protect her, her men. They get to be with her for, like, for as long as she's alive. Like, I'm just really glad about all of that, right? Now, the thing that makes me upset is, on the flip side, I've been waiting three fucking books for this. And all of a sudden it turns into, oh, I don't know whose hands are on me. And I don't know. I'm like, I get descriptive scene after descriptive scene, which I'm here for. I don't want any less of those. But that's the scene where you decide to stop fucking describing stuff (laughs) to me. And also, like, she keeps saying, right? Like, I don't know who's touching me. And I'm like, are your eyes closed the whole fucking time? I'm like, do you not know? That these two men are ridiculously attractive. I was like, Poppy, open your fucking eyes. (laughs) And then I was also like, do you also not know what your husband's kisses feel like or his hands feel like? Like, how do you not know the difference? And then I was also like, not to be crass, but like, your husband's missing a fucking finger. How did you not figure out that one hand only had like... Four fingers. Oh my <laughs> like, god. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was like, I was like, Poppy, what's going on? Now, of course, what I realize here is that it's probably Jennifer's way of oh, okay, I'm hoping it's Jennifer's way of easing people who were not so excited about a three-way into it. And I'm hoping that we'll get something more later. Right. Um, but I was like, Yes, I've waited three fucking books for this. And I was like, I've waited three fucking books for this. <laughs> it was like, um, I mean, this, as a side note, I'm really glad it's in there and I wouldn't want it taken out. But I I don't know what it says about me, but I wanted more. I wanted more detail. Open your eyes, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have to agree that I, well, it was a little bit of a letdown. 
Um, and I don't. And I don't. Part. And I don't. The know. blood sharing part was kind of great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if it was the lack of detail, but mm. just in general, I don't. I don't know why. I just like kind of like finished reading that portion, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Instead of being like, oh, that's so cool, or oh, so amazing, or wow, so beautiful. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't have that reaction. So I, I'm I'm holding out hope that it's her way of easing people into the people who weren't excited about a three way into the the whole three way situation. Because I don't imagine that this is going to be the only time it happens. <laughs> now is that maybe just wishful thinking? I'd like to hope not. <laughs> but it is possible. But it is, it is unfortunately possible, mm-hmm. but it'll be fine. It was still good. I still enjoyed it thoroughly. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's a little bit more. That's fair. <laughs> All right. How about you? Did you have any so, favorite parts? I will have to admit that what keeps happening with me is I get so excited about some of these books that we've been waiting on um to come out and then they do and I just like have to read it and I have to read it as fast as I can because I have to know what's happening next and like everything else falls to the wayside I like put off homework until like the last possible second (laughs) and like it's like oh do I have to go to class today oh yeah I probably have to go to class today so that means that stopping to figure out favorite quotes and parts and stuff mm-hmm. doesn't really happen. Like, well, we're I always lucky. do the favorite part after I finish the book. Yeah. I kind of, like, forget a lot of what happened in the book, though, mm. because I've read it well, so Well, then, quickly. how about here? <laughs> As we talk about it, maybe I'll ask you again at the end of the episode if okay. you've recalled what maybe your favorite part mm-hmm. might have been. Yeah. So I also don't have any um, favorite quotes, too. That's okay. Um, I Can you make up for me by having a ton of favorite quotes? I have, I have two. Oh, wow. That's low for you. <clears throat> it is low for me. And they're both at the end of the book, or close to the end of the book, because I also sort of fell into that same trap. But then I was like, okay, now I have to read extra carefully and find, like, a good, at least one. I was like, it's me. I have to have at least one favorite quote. <laughs> Um, and so I overachieved and I took two. Nice. Um, so the first one is during the joining. And Poppy is looking at both Cass and Kieran and like thinking about them. Um, and the quote is, um, a ridiculous surge of emotion swelled in my throat. And with my senses locked down, I knew the sweet rush was all mine. Tears crowded my eyes. I loved them, both of them, in different ways. <clears throat> that wasn't English. In different ways and for different reasons that I didn't understand, but I really did. And that knowledge left me a little unsteady. Um, and I just loved um, sort of that realization for herself and that she got to realize that it was all her feeling this and not like a response to somebody else's feelings or anything like that, that it was just truly, and especially for her, because she feels everybody's emotions if she's not careful. 
um, I thought it was really important that she was sort of making that distinction and, and realizing that it was what she was truly feeling about both of these guys. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was also like, I love them too. Also for very different reasons, but I love them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there, there was that. Mm-hmm. And then um, for my next one, um, they are preparing to meet Isbeth um, and deliver Malik's, I was going to say corpse, but he's not dead yet, so entombed body. Mm-hmm. And Poppy's a little nervous, understandably, and Castile looks at her and he says, a bunch of things, but he says, this, this part is my favorite part. He says, you have faced Craven and Vampires, men wearing masks of mortal flesh, stared down Atlanteans who've wanted to harm you, seized cities, and freed me, he said, touching my cheek. You're more than a queen, more than a goddess on the verge of becoming a primal. You're Penelope de, de Nier, and you're fearless. My breath snagged in my chest. Kieran touched the other side of my cheek, turning my gaze to his. He smiled. And you run from no one and nothing. And I was like, I love my super supportive boys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I Um, kind of had a problem with that. Oh. And it it happened multiple times. Like, I, I love the, like, you run from, like, no one and nothing or whatever. But the you are fearless thing to me is unrealistic and sets you up for failure because realistically everyone is fearful and that's part of being courageous and being brave is that you're still going to attempt to do something despite the fear that you feel Mm. and based on like human emotion and our like instincts and everything But she's not a human. Well, (laughs) whatever. I am projecting my feelings here. (laughs) And I don't... I I think also, too, is like having... If I don't know if... I think this is adult, not young adult fiction at this point. But either way... I believe it's technically new adult either way there's going to be young girls and like teenagers young women reading this and it's super unrealistic to achieve or attempt to achieve being fearless i think um Mm. and sets you up for failure and just isn't a good idea um so i just really didn't like that so that's so interesting to me because i like it because of course she isn't fearless, right? Because nobody is. But especially in situations like this, if we can amp ourselves up or build ourselves up to believe that maybe even in that moment you're fearless or in the next 10 minutes you're fearless, that you can get through anything. And so that's sort of why I like it a lot because of course even in the face of her fear she can be she can overcome it right Right. but i think that's that's where you use something like courageous instead so you're not 
mm-hmm. erasing. Well, you can talk to Jennifer yeah, about it. I, sh- I really should. I, I have I'll talk to back. I'll talk to her about some pronunciations, <laughs> <laughs> and you can talk to her about semantics. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um. Okay. So time to talk about the book oh man not that we haven't of course I have, already i have but. so many so many thoughts and feelings um do we just start chronologically or okay you, yes i want you to have something I... specific that you wanted to really talk about first well yeah kind of but it also happens to be chronological okay after my name pronunciation note so this is the first book in this series where we have not immediately picked up where the last book ended. Oh, it didn't? No, because it the first chapter is in Cass's point of view as he's being tortured. <laughs> right. Right. Right, because right, it had been a certain number of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it had been like 20 days already or something yeah. like that. So I thought that was really interesting that this was the first book where it didn't immediately pick up where the last book ended. But I was also like, fuck. Like, not only do we know that he's imprisoned and being tortured, but that's how we get to open the fucking book. Great. (laughs) We're already (laughs) starting off so well. I did love that even in the face of his torture, he was still snarky and Cass, and it was perfect. (laughs) Um, but I was like, really? This is how we have to start this? Great. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I noticed, um, in this first scene where we're getting introduced to, like, his situation and how he's been living is when, um, Millicent comes in Mm -hmm. and... Well, I guess it's just the handmaidens in general. And they come in and you find out that they have, like, winged black paint on their faces. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure... Did you ever see Black Swan? Because no, that's how I was I picturing didn't. it. Just look... Whenever you feel like it, just look up a picture of Natalie Portman, Black Swan. Okay. And that's how I pictured their makeup. As so, continue. Okay, Sorry. but anyways, it. I don't know if this is true or not, but for some reason, it stuck in my head that the people from Shadow and the Ember, who um, Niktos and Sarah were finding and like trying to figure out why they kept being killed. Mm. I think their eyes had there was something like when they were removed had like a shaped in wings or something which like doesn't make sense but i was like is there what's what's happening here i think i'm remembering this correctly and there has to be some type of connection it's possible i'm not remembering this correctly and i did not (laughs) take the time to check but (laughs) i'm still going to bring it up (laughs) that's fine i'm not having any like memory inklings about that but also that doesn't mean anything my memory is certainly not um infallible so yeah well i would look it up but 
that might take a bit for me to figure that out. So right. let's let's maybe leave that for another time. However, um <laughs> I don't know why I felt it necessary to basically comment the same exact thing that was written. Um but I accidentally ended up doing that where Okay. Um right, like they're having the initial interaction between Isbeth and Castile and, you know, her fun cadre of villainous people that she keeps around herself. (laughs) Um, And they're, I don't know, they're talking about something, like something to do with the prophecy or whatever. And, um, and that, like, it, it had already begun to restore the realm to what it always meant to be and that Poppy is going to be part of that. And, Castile's response to that was, what in the hell are you talking about? And I have a note that highlighted hell, and my note is, I just said, what the hell is she talking about? (laughs) And I didn't realize until I was reading back through this again that I just wrote out basically what the text itself was saying. Yeah. I was like, I could have saved myself time and just highlighted that instead of writing something down. But, um, yeah, I have a lot of questions about Callum. Is, Is that, again, something I should have looked up, but is he one of the gods from, like, Polis's, like... I couldn't remember if I had heard his name before. I had an inkling that we had heard it before, and I meant to even just do like a quick search on my like my ebook version to see if his name popped up, and of course I forgot. Um, but I so I at first I had that thought. I'm like, Callum, am I supposed to know that name? Like, does that sound familiar? But then they kept talking about how he was like golden all the time, and so then for a little while I was like, Oh my god, it's Colas! Like, I don't know how or whatever, but like, I'm oh. having an epiphany right here, and I think it's correct <laughs> okay. because you brought okay. up the golden. Do you remember the one god when that came into the court when Sarah had been? attacked <gasps> and she had like killed whoever her attacker was in in the in the cupboard or whatever yes. and then yes this like golden figure Fuck i think it's Callum. i think that's who yeah. that is what what i mean it's certainly possible and do we did was, was it ever confirmed that he was one of colas's people well i don't i mean i, I think kind of but like because only because he wasn't nikdos's person yeah you know like Oh my god, am I right? Or yeah. am I just m- misremembering this completely? No, I mean, he certainly was golden-y. <laughs> is that a word? I, I mean, it's a word. I mean, is it? I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, so like, so that it started off with like, do I know this person? Maybe I know him. And then like, he kept just knowing shit. And I was like, oh my god, what if it's Colas? Like, because oh. like, and, and so then for it's a big chunk of time where I was, like, somehow, like, Sira and Nitos had, like, trapped, like, because, of course, we don't know everything that happens between A Shadow and the Ember and then this book. Which is really freaking um, frustrating. But, except for the fact that a lot of shit clearly happens. Um, so, like, 
so I'm like trying to figure it out. I'm like, so maybe they like trapped him in a, like a technically a mortal body, but then like not technically mortal. Like maybe that's like he was the first revenant, right? Like, cause they, and so then I was like, maybe that's how that happened. And that's how he knew how to make more revenants. Cause like he was technically the first one. And that's how he knows these spells that only Colas was supposed to know, like, right. Um, and then of course it wasn't the case. We find out by the end of it, but um, for there's a very big chunk of time where I was convinced that somehow Callum was, cause I was also like Callum, Colas, like they're so close. Yeah. I never <laughs> thought that. I thought he was, there was some connection to Colas, but not that he was yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if my epiphany is correct or not. Um, I'm going to say until we find out that it's not correct, let's go for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause there were all of these references to him being like really old and like Millicent was wary of him. And if she's mm-hmm. wary of him, then you know, something you know it's bad yeah exactly because i kind of love her but she's also very clearly batshit crazy right um because yeah she and him are really the only revenants that seem kind of different and have more like personality and somewhat controlled but still not right or maybe he I don't know if he, because she doesn't fully have control over herself, right? Like, her mom can say something and have, right, when they did the demonstration of her being killed, yeah. like, she physically, like, couldn't. I'm, I'm pretty sure she has that control over all the revenants. I didn't know if she had it over Callum or not, though. Oh, got it. Like, I, I'm making yeah. that assumption, and I don't know if I'm making that assumption erroneously. I guess I also made that assumption. So, again, let's go for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, my heart was already a little bit broken, right? Opening up on Castile being tortured, and uh-huh. it sucked. And then we get into Poppy's first chapter, and she can't even think his name. I know. And it, like, I know. it like shattered my heart. I was like, you poor girl. Like, and then they're traveling from these places to these places, and they show wow, up at really this. that's a really good description. <laughs> Thank you. I can't remember the fucking names. I don't remember. But they're going from one place to another place, and they show up at this place. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and there's all of these girls, oh yeah, n- like nailed to the front gates with veils over their faces, and I'm like, oh my fucking god! Like, <laughs> I was like, are you? She just can't catch a break. I know <laughs> this poor Poppy. Like, she's trying to do everything right, and she is. Like, you know, she's giving them. like a heads up that she's coming and she's making a promise and keeping her promise that if they surrender, she won't hurt them, you know, and they're just being fucking asshole, idiot, dumb, dumb heads. The, the, um, ascended, of course, not so much the humans. Um, but I like the first like two chapters, 
three, I don't know, the first, probably let's say 50 pages, I was just like sad the whole, like the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With like a little laugh, like here and there, but like mostly I was just like, this is so sad and I hate this. Though, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, she does do a good job in terms of like demonstrating Poppy's grief and like how she tries to manage that while still going about her mm-hmm. daily existence. Um, I found that was a really great depiction. Not that I can really speak from personal experience, but just like really being able to feel oh, from all those armies you've led. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm a superb general, obviously. Oh. Well, that's what I tell everybody. I'll be like, this is my best friend, Alex. She's a superb general and tactician and <laughs> you should hire her for your next war. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for the great advertisement. You're um, very welcome. Yeah, just like really delving into like her emotional state in a way that like I wouldn't understand personally not having mm-hmm. like such an intense experience of grief and not that her experience is everyone's experience, nor do I know that it's actually realistic, but it made me think about grief and emotions that go along with that and, like, see it in a different way than I have before. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Um, yeah, so they go in. Okay. I agree with that. Were you going to say something? And then my next note is, is so I'm trying to think of a good segue, but oh. I don't think there's really a good segue. Okay. So <laughs> my next note, <laughs> um, so they enter the city where they've got these maidens nailed to the wall, mm-hmm. gate, well, whatever. young girls with veils, not like actual maidens, but dressing well, them up yes, like. like, like they, the they're all supposed to look like Poppy. Right. Right. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, and then they go in and there are cells full of craven like freshly turned oh god that made me so upset so upset yeah i was like are you fucking kidding me like oh i just oh it made me so angry and i like and it's so sad and so shitty and (laughs) um but what I do, what I love, so part of the reason that the banter was my favorite part in these books is that I can be so sad and upset and grumpy about all the horrible shit mm-hmm. that's going on. And then something funny happens. And there were a number of times, especially in this book, I think in the other books in this series as well, where I was like legitimately like out loud laughing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and not even just like a, <laughs> but like a, <laughs> Oh, is that how you laugh? That's how I laugh, obviously. (laughs) Um, So on this page, um, right, so they're, like, I think they're still basically in the underground area or whatever. And um, somebody says something. Wow, this is a really great comment you have here. Keep it rolling. 
Oh, and so, oh, so so she's talking about going into Oak Ambler, which I think is the next place that they're going. Mm-hmm. And um, Kieran's like, don't put yourself at risk or like, you know, like, it's not safe. Don't put yourself right. at risk or whatever. And then she, <laughs> she, it says, why... I sent him a glare. Why is it when a prince or a king decides to place themselves in danger or chooses to lead armies into war, it's not an issue. But when a queen wishes to do the same, it suddenly becomes a thing that must be advised against. Sounds a bit sexist. Kieran placed his glass down. It's not a thing. I tried to stop Cass from doing idiotic, incredibly dangerous acts so many times. It was practically a full-time responsibility. (laughs) And then I, like, I cracked up because then I started picturing, like, Cast like st- uh, not even like specific things, but like just like him storming mm-hmm. off and Kieran like running after him, like <laughs> stop, because we know that that's ex- like f- I'd, let's say six out of ten times that's exactly how it happened, and you know the other four, Kieran was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Oh my gosh, uh, <sighs> yes, very true. Well, I think that's one of the things that really great authors do is. One, they just have great senses of humor in general, but two, it just helps you get through, like, the really tense and emotional pieces of the book because of how well-placed the banter and comedic relief is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Another thing that I loved so much about this book, which is interesting because a lot of people are mad about it. So one of the things that I liked so much about this book was how Kieran and Poppy leaned on each other. People were mad about that? Yes, because so many people are considering it like Poppy was cheating on Castiel while he was being tortured. And they're like, they slept together every night. And I'm like, he was in his wolf form. It's no different than sleeping next to a dog. Like, not to lesson Kieran (laughs) into just being a dog but like it's not there was one time that he was in his human form and she like had just asked him to kill her if she got too power like right like and I'm like and they're just they're just there so many people are so mad because of how close they got I even saw one person and they were like Castile was being tortured and they were like having moon eyes at each other. And they're like, imagine if it was Castile and Tawny while Poppy was being tortured. And I was like, first of all, Castile and Kieran are so much closer to each other than Poppy and Tawny are, first of all. So like even just saying that those two relationships are the same is not correct. Second of all, let me tell you, and I think we all should probably know this like Kieran and Poppy could have full on fucked each other and Castile would have been like I'm glad you were there for each other like we all know that about him right like (laughs) I don't know that I would go that far and I don't know if I agree with that (laughs) oh but like I well I think not that I wanted them to have done that. Like, the the way that it happened is the way that it should have happened with them all together. But, like, I just, like, people are so mad. And I'm like, there's a difference between cheating and 
a close relationship with somebody of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say is like because of the joining and the anticipation that it could be a thing, there were a yeah. few instances that were like a little bit like you're trying to interpret if there's some type of undercurrent right that's like somewhat sensual or sexual or like contemplating mm. the joining but then outside of that there's it's just such a great like if you put that aside i think it's such a great example of again a close relationship mm-hmm. of two people of the opposite sex and one of them is in it's a quick side note it is raining very heavily here on my end so if you guys start hearing some weird sounds it's just the rain oh. in the window well i can't hear it <laughs> but just that like right one of them is in a committed relationship and both of them mm-hmm. know it and still they can have a really close relationship that doesn't take away from her very close relationship with her husband right and i think too often in our society we jump to those conclusions of for sure like oh men and women can't be friends like there's it's just not possible like you're gonna have some type of right sexual attraction and then you know yeah and what i thought was so interesting in this though was that like it was very clear to me that despite the fact that like there were a couple times where maybe she didn't flat out say like i love kieran like it was very easy to see that she did love him and in a very different way than she loves Castile, right? Like, and like, it was so weird because I didn't want to read any of this, of course, until I finished the book. And then, like, I finished it, and that's when I started down these like rabbit holes. And I'm like, I feel like we read two totally different books. Like, all of these people were like, every time he touched her face or like, like, hugged her. And I'm like, what? Like, have you never been comforted by anybody before? Like, yeah, like, it's not like they're in love. But I think, and this was one of the things that I was grappling with while reading this. And it's partially because Poppy was grappling with this of trying to understand how she loved Kieran. And how that was different from her love for Castile and how, you know, their relationship with each other among the three of them worked. Um... And I think, again, part of that's hard because in our society, like, threesomes aren't acceptable and not part of, like, mainstream culture. Um, But if you try to, like, set that aside and look at other aspects of their relationship, like, outside of that, um, I think it was a really great way to like, describe and look at different types of love that you can have for someone. Yeah. And I thought it was so, like, I I thought it was so impressive that, like, before either of them even agreed to the joining, right, like, she and Castile went off and they talked about it, just the two of them, like, before they even talked to anybody else about it or, like, like, they had that time between the two established members of the relationship right like if we want to call it 
the post joining them a relationship. Like, uh-huh. and maybe we don't even call them that, right? Like, maybe it's still just Castile and Poppy and sometimes Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, we don't, we don't know what that, the end stage, it, mm-hmm. what that label is for the end stage. Yeah. But they took that time between the two of them to talk about what they were comfortable with and... I liked that even in the moment of the joining, when they were all, like, very clearly sexually charged, both Castile and Kieran still, like, stopped and did not do anything until Poppy was like, yes, I want to keep mm-hmm. going, right? Like, Yeah, well, I wonder um, if um, part of the problem and why people are seeing it as cheating is because now now being if we're at the end of the book they've gone through the joining yeah. and they're whatever it is they are are they all three in a relationship or are they you know like it's is it poppy and castile and sometimes kieran right like <laughs> it's very undefined but there are lots yeah. of different ways to interpret it so if you look at like some of those feelings before that happened people can think oh well if that's where it led to them being in a relationship then, like, her feelings of love and their support were, like, the precursors to -hmm. that, which, like, could maybe, I could see how people were getting that. But for me, I I keep saying, like, cut off the threesome potential, like, that portion of the relationship, because I think when you just look at Kieran and Poppy's experience before they then move the relationship forward to the three of them, it's still a really great, like, just example of a deep, meaningful friendship, supportive, like, healthy way to, like, be close to someone, not necessarily romantically or sexually or anything. I agree. Um, Speaking of relationships, I love... Emil and Netta together. Oh my god, yeah. They're so <laughs> freaking cute. I love that so much. Like, yeah. I agree. Oh. I agree. They're so great. Um, yeah, like, I just, um, there's, I, I the know. banter, uh, the yeah, like, they're so cute. Also, there's a little something, I am a little bit of a sucker for a relationship where typically it's the girl, I guess, in in the ones that I've liked, where, like, the girl keeps, like, denying that she likes the guy, and, and he doesn't care, and he's like, oh, she loves me, and she's like, no, I don't, and he's like, yeah, she does, and then, like... <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. And then but and then of course we all know that despite what she's saying, and maybe not love is the right word is in this relationship, but like there's clearly more going on. And then like Poppy's like, Oh, I caught her coming out of his room days ago. Like, right? And it's just like, oh, we just every there should always just be more happiness in the world is like all that I believe in. Not all that I believe in, but it's like a big one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so get it girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah but speaking of couples um yeah did you pick up on ezra mention of ezra and um i think it was in the first place it's in chapter four 
Um, and I think it's the first city that they um, conquered or whatever. And who, who the fuck is Ezra? In she's Sarah's sister, stepsister. Esmeria from A Shadow in the Ember. Oh, you said Ezra. Yeah. Isn't that her nickname? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, anyways. <laughs> um, but yes, Poppy... I picked up on her sister being married to the... Yes, to Marisol. Her... And that she was yeah. mentioned in this, like, really old book. Yes, that I did. That I did pick up on. I Yeah, I got um, so excited. I was reading that. And I was like, oh, hmm. Like, Princess Kayla, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Join, and I was like, what? And her consort? What? Oh, my God. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yes, I did pick up on that. I just apparently forgot what their names are. Um, yeah. Yeah. Princess Kaylee, first daughter of King Sagar and Queen Geneva of... <laughs> Let me go to the pronunciation <laughs> guide, because I'll probably fucking say it wrong. <sighs> <clears throat> not fucking on there oh. okay Ireloni, i guess probably that's wrong joined queen esmeria of Lis- <laughs> of lasagna <laughs> i love that part so much when reaver was like lasagna and then kieran's like lasagna and the fact oh that like they have lasagna as like a food <laughs> Right? Yes. That and casseroles. I was like, um, is Jennifer L. Armantrout from the Midwest or something? She must be. <laughs> yeah. Um, Queen Esmeria of Lasagna. Lasagna, technically. And her consort Marisol to celebrate the rite and the ascension of the chosen, marking the dot, dot, dot. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just love it. Also, as a quick side note, I have, I'm sure I have notes about this that we can talk about a little bit more in the in the not too distant future here. But Kieran and Reaver are <laughs> the fucking best. I think also some of the anger stems from that because there was a lot of people who oh they wanted um, them they wanted like because because like there's certainly something to be said about that like bickering like we hate each other like, build up, right? Like, that sort of enemies to lovers. So I totally get why people were like, ooh. And, like, so I think some people were disappointed that nothing came of that. But I'm also like, there's a whole nother book. Who knows, right? right? Well, because wasn't that part of when Castile and Poppy were making the decision to, like, do the joining with Kieran was that she Castile Castile was like you there we might have to do this again if he finds himself a mate right yeah so that makes me think like they're not actually the three of them in like a relationship relationship but that was before anything happened like it was before because that was still at the point where she didn't know if she would want it to go to a sexual place that's true you know and and Maybe it's still the case, right? Like, who knows? Like, that's the thing. Like, the there's so many options. Mm-hmm. Let's do a foursome. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. Like, the thing is, this is the thing. Okay. 
I have felt this way as someone who loves a good love triangle. <laughs> I have felt this way for a really long time where I'm like, sometimes, sometimes in my love triangles, I have a very clear, mm-hmm. this is who you should pick. But sometimes I'm like, why fucking choose? Like, let's, I'm like, we're writing a fucking book about dragons Let's pretend there was a triangle in this one, right? We're writing a book about dragons and primals and magic. Let her fuck whoever she wants to fuck. <laughs> like, wh- why the hell, why the hell is that the one, like, regular earth thing that we're holding on to, right? Like, seriously, we're going to write this book about, and it's not this book specifically, but, like, so many times I'm like, fuck it like (laughs) you're already creating a whole world why why don't why don't everybody fuck each other i don't care like (laughs) like you get to do whatever the hell you want to do because it's a fucking fantasy world right so okay there's been a lot of profanity in this episode so far i never swear (laughs) what are you talking about i'd rather wash myself my mouth out with soap is what I was trying to say. <sighs> um, okay. So one of the things that was so exciting when I read The Shadow and the Ember, A Shadow and the Ember, A Shadow and the Ember, um, was realizing that baby Reaver uh-huh. Was the Reaver that we saw at the end of the third book that, like, tried to eat Kieran, right? And I was so excited. And then I read this book, and grumpy adult Reaver broke my heart. Because I had just, we had just read this, well, relatively just, read this book where he was a happy, like, mischievous, like, goofy little boy. And now he's serious and grumpy and like and kind of odd and I mean I liked I loved the oddness because of course he's gonna be odd because he's a fucking dragon right like of course he's gonna be a little bit weird and he and (laughs) despite the fact that he's apparently still kind of a baby he's ancient right like so of course he's gonna be weird that's the other thing okay quick tangent that's the other thing that i sometimes have a weird issue with in fantasy books where you introduce these characters that are hundreds or thousands of years old and they act like normal 20 year olds and i'm like really because let me tell you if i lived for a thousand years i would probably start picking up some weird as fuck habits right (laughs) like you know like i wouldn't be the same as I was when I had been 20 years old, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, like, I like the weirdness. Like, I think that's a really good explanation of, like, what living a really long time might do to uh-huh. you, right? Yeah. Um, But just the fact that he... And then we get to see more of it later, and then and that maybe some of that mischievous boy is still in there. But, like, especially at the beginning, I was just like, oh... Where's that sweet little, like, funny little boy that they had to, like, make sure he didn't jump off of tall things and, like, (laughs) 
they had to babysit and like, you know, like it just, it made me so sad to see what I thought was the light totally gone from his life. And so I was very excited to learn more about him as we went on and apparently how much he likes burning people. Also, who (laughs) knew that he could breathe fire in his like humanoid form? Right. Oh my, oh my god. god, I loved <laughs> I loved the parts when they were, like, fleeing, and he, like, all he had to do was, like, extend his mouth, and he started, like, ripping people's heads off, and then Kieran and Poppy were like, oh, <laughs> god, like, <laughs> they were like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, um, oh. I do have to say, though, that I think the saddest I was in this book was yeah. when... Uh, Vesa killed all of those dragons. Oh my fucking god! Yes. Even though, 16. even though we didn't even know any of them really, like we had barely sixteen of been them. introduced to any of them. Yeah, and all I was such a mess. Oh yeah, I was. That was bad. Um, that was not the saddest I was. We can talk about that when we get to that part. Because let me tell you. Apparently, in my distress, I'm also fucking hilarious. But we can talk about that later. Um, Yeah, that was just, that was awful. Like, because we already know that their numbers are quite limited. And to lose 16 of them in, let's say, five minutes, right? Like, I don't know exactly how long, right? But, like, it did not seem like it took a very long time. Yeah, I know. Um, I think it's the whole thing of, like... With animals, it just hurts so much. And, like, that's kind of... I had a similar reaction to sure. them. I can see that. Um, but... Oh, I have a... Oh, go was ahead. Vesa also one of the characters from A Shadow in the Ember? That name... Doesn't ring a bell, but that, of course... Ezra didn't either, but now that I've thought about it more, it does ring a bell. So get, let me let me get back to you in like ten. Okay, minutes. <laughs> so we have like a lot of searching in that book to um, do, which we should have done before recording this episode. That's fine. <laughs> That's um, fine. Um. Yeah. So okay. Did you pick up on this? So in. On page 87 of the paperback, um, they're talking about the consort, they being Poppy and Reaver. Probably Kieran's there. I don't know. But mostly it's Poppy and Reaver that I'm talking about. And she says something. Oh, um, he... Reaver says something about Kieran being her woven, right? And she's like, none of the woven are mine. Like, they're free to do whatever they want, you know, like, right? And he goes, oh, you sound a lot like her. Now, of course, we all know that it's Sira. And then she goes, the consort. And then it says, a brief smile appeared. And my gods, it was a breathtaking transformation. The chilly hollowness to his features vanished, turning him from someone uniquely appealing to a stunning otherworldly beauty. Yes, you remind me very much of the, and it's like dot, 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 and he goes, consort. <laughs> and then she goes, um, it's it's like, the way he said that was more than a little odd, but I thought of what Nectus had said, and a reminder that this wasn't just about him. And then 
um, he, like they start talking about them all waking up, and then she asks him, she's like, what's his name, her name? And then he says, and now I think, so I think this next, this series that starts with The Shadow and the Ember is going to be at least a trilogy, because he says, her name is A Shadow in the Ember, A Light in the Flame, and The Fire in the Flesh. So I'm wondering if those are going to be the three books. Oh, okay. Right? Because, like, is that a coincidence? I think... Maybe? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, I did not catch uh, that. But also the number of times that I loved how, like, very carefully Reaver was like... Yes, the primal of life would not want you to do that. And everybody just assumes it's Nikdos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The amount of assumptions in this book just follows the trend of the amount of assumptions in all of the previous books that just drove people love me. I almost said a something. People, I almost said people love something. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so smart. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, yeah, people like to make assumptions. Yeah, like, their, their I assumption. I never assume anything. <laughs> yeah, their assumption about the primal of life, and their assumption about the true king, and thank goodness their assumption that Jade was dead was incorrect. Oh. Like, thank. So there was a, there was a small moment I, when. I was really hoping that. I was like, you know what? They're assuming that she's dead, but like, there's no proof. So I'm going to say that yeah, she's alive. For sure. Well, there was a small moment before we. Actually, even after we learned Millicent's name, there was a small moment where I thought that she was somehow Jade, that like Isbeth had like oh. trapped her in like human again human form like i was really on this like tangent of like people were being trapped in human form um because at one point she says um she calls i think it's nikdos she calls him granddaddy which oh um which we find out is true (laughs) right Right, for a totally different reason, right? Like, it's it's different than... But she calls him Granddaddy, I think, Nikdos. And I remembered that in A Shadow in the Ember, and then later I remembered it was two of the gods, but they called him Daddy Nikdos, like, jokingly. And But then I was like, well, maybe that's part of the joke, right? Like, because she knows that she's younger than all of them. And if they call him Daddy Nikdos, then she would call, like, oh, right? Okay. So there was, a, there was a small second. And then I was like, and maybe that's why she's kind of crazy. Because, like, she's supposed to be a draken. Oh. But, like, she's trapped in her human form. And it's kind of like, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, I was wrong. Yeah. But Well, I I was wondering for a moment if she was actually Shay. For a second and that whoa yeah and that like she had survived and was turned into that's crazy thing. but didn't ca- i mean but Cass killed shay right but i was like maybe he thought he killed maybe he her. didn't like all the way yeah, kill her exactly. right something got it yeah. something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um <gasps> speak okay, and sorry, then continue. and then i thought that she was 
her sister. But for some reason, which makes no sense to me, I was like, is she the third daughter? Because I think there's something about, like, first, second, and third, at least first and second, maybe not third daughters. And I was like, later on, Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, no, that's not right, because we know that she's older than Poppy. Yeah. There was also a there was also a moment when or when that first came out, like the first daughter, second daughter fighting together or whatever. Uh, I was like, oh, first daughter, that's Sira, and second daughter is Poppy. That's had right? what, that's like, what I had assumed too. Um, yeah. And then of course we find out that that was not an accurate assumption either. Right. Um okay, so Again, assumptions. They are not I know. Anything. Look at us assumpting. Mm-hmm. We're the worst. Um <laughs> Okay, so what was your reaction when she got Castile's finger? Um, Basically, like, I knew it. Like, I knew that as the scene was ending with Isbeth and Castile and Callum, Mm -hmm. that they were about to remove a body part. And I didn't know what it was going to be, but I wasn't surprised that it was his ring finger with his ring on it what's his pointer finger right because that's where they put their rings is on their pointer fingers yeah were you surprised um no okay okay i watched game of thrones (laughs) there was that whole season where that guy was torturing the shit out of theon i got it oh my god i totally thought of that too Mm -hmm. (laughs) at least she didn't send her his penis which she did to theon or that guy did to the oh um spoiler alert probably spoiler alerts for game of thrones Sorry, everybody. <laughs> a little too late to give you a little spoiler alert. Oops. My bad. Um, so, like, I I was not surprised. Because especially as soon as she was like, and we had never taken these rings off. And I was like, oh, it's his finger. Great. Um, and then she fucking loses it, right? And, like, part of me wanted to, like, because I get a little bloodthirsty when I read books. (laughs) Part of me kind of just wanted to see her, like, burn shit to the ground, right? Like, not necessarily the innocent people, of course, but, like, I just wanted her to just lose it. And then, of course, like, most most of me didn't want that, but, like, part of me was like, do it! Take them all down! That wasn't your reaction (laughs) for Game of Thrones the final season okay you know what <laughs> we can't Sorry. compare to game of thrones <laughs> granted it wasn't my reaction either <laughs> but the thing is but in other instances when she did things in this, other cities this her going crazy made fucking sense yeah the other one <sighs> we cannot get started talking about that or else we will stop talking about this book, and I will go on a rant, and I'm still so mad. <laughs> okay, so back to this book. I still yeah. have so <clears throat> many questions and thoughts. So I loved, though, that Kieran was the one who was able to, like, bring her back to herself, right? Like, there's something about those, I'm going to say relationships, and no to anybody who might be upset because they think that they cheated i don't mean romantic relationship like i just mean relationship those things that are like these people are so important to you for whatever reason and they mean so much to you that they can help bring you 
back from the ledge or, you know, make you laugh when you're crying or like, you know, like all of that stuff. So I just loved that he, um, yeah, I don't remember if it was in that instance or another because she, of course, was grappling with her growing power and mm-hmm. multiple times throughout this book was very close to losing control and making decisions that she normally wouldn't have because of the power or, or what magic, whatever. Um, and so I don't know if it was this one or one of those other instances where he was, he was literally like, you can't. And she was like, I, I, I can't do this. I can't just like level this city to the ground. No, like you can't. And she was yeah. like, oh, and my first thought was like, aha, the advisor to the throne is finally right. <laughs> making some moves. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just, this was, I mean, if I didn't already know this about Kieran, this first part was where I was like, Kieran is the fucking best. Like, he's just the best. So he gets her attention and he's like, um... Um, what is he? So he starts and he's like, <laughs> all of a sudden he's like, Poppy, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going to Carcedonia. And, <laughs> and I'm going to slice every finger from the blood queen's hand one by one. I'm going to peel the flesh from her body, rip out her tongue, tear her eyes from her face. You know, mm. typical. Well, my typical mother-daughter relationship. looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kieran's like, that sounds like a damn good plan. And I want to be there with you, but can we not do it right now, basically, right? And she's like, then help me. And he's like, oh, yeah, we can't. You can't. You can't do this, right? Uh And she's like, I can't. (laughs) He's like, no, you can't, right? And so she's like, oh, so you think you can stop me? And he's like, oh, fuck no. Like, I don't. (laughs) But then he goes, that doesn't mean I won't try because I won't let you do this. And then um, he says you want to make her pay for what she did i do too we all do but if you do this if you go anywhere like this people will die innocence you want to help people Cass wants to protect and then she's like i don't care and he's like bullshit of course you care Cass cares um it's what you've both been trying to avoid that's why we make plans and then um and then she's like, she hurt him. And he goes, gods, I know, Poppy. But there will never be peace if you do this. Even if you destroy the blood crown, blah, blah, blah. But it's just like step after step after step. And he's not invalidating anything that she says. Right? Because her feelings are valid. Right? And But it's just the way she's going about it isn't. Right? And he even says to her, what you're feeling is you. But what you want to do isn't. Right? Like, he's mm-hmm. like, I get it. Your feet. Like, and I just love... It's a little bit how I felt um, in, I guess, spoilers for Frozen 2. Um, This is just going all over the place, right? Game of Thrones, Frozen 2. In Frozen 2, there's a part in the almost end where everything's going to shit. And um, uh, Elsa, Anna. what's What's the guy's name? Kristoff. He sees Anna is trying to run. 
<laughs> right, exactly. Um, but he sees Anna trying to run to the dam because mm, she's mm-hmm. trying to break down the dam, right? And he comes riding in on Sven and he scoops her up. And instead of saying, like, you can't do this, she, she's like, what's going on? And she tells him and he goes, how can I help? Like, he doesn't try to tell her that she doesn't know what she's doing. He doesn't try to invalidate her. And he's just there to fucking help her. And, like, that's how I felt here with Kieran. And I was like, you guys, you're just the best. Because, not that it doesn't also happen to men, but it is so prevalent in everything that women do that we are constantly invalidated and talked down to and... Um, undervalued and not believed in and (laughs) I could keep going on and on and on so to have this moment with Kieran and it happens of course many times later on in the book in this book in the other books with Cass and with Kieran just like multiple times of them just letting Poppy do what she's gonna do to a point maybe Mm -hmm. at some points but like not making her feel any less for her honest-to-God reaction to something, but maybe also stopping her from doing maybe a dumb thing, (laughs) but not because she's a woman, but because it would hurt their plan in the long run, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I'm like, oh, my God, he's just the best. I agree. He is. Okay, so on page 111... In the paperback. Uh Somebody laughs, apparently. Um, um, I think it's, I think we're in Castile's point of view here. And he's talking to, I think, Millicent. Yeah. (coughs) And she laughs. Mm Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, her laugh sounded like dot, dot, dot. And, of course, at that point in time, I was like, like, what? What did it sound like? What? Like, (laughs) now, of course, later on, we'll know that it sounded like Poppy's laugh, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're sisters and apparently fucking twins, basically. Yeah. Um, That's where I questioned if she was Shay with the laugh. Oh, sure. I sounded so Midwestern. (laughs) Oh, sure. Oh, sure she did. Oh, Shay, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, continue. I interrupted you. Oh, no, I was just going to say, what, did you have any moment like that? And you answered that already, though, so. Yeah, Yeah. I did. No, that, Um, that's totally a valid. Yeah, um, I did have a couple of things actually earlier than that that I wanted to make sure that we just... Let's talk about Covered it. Covered quickly. Um, so, multiple times, she is referred to... She who? She, as in Poppy, is referred to blood full of ash and ice, which mm-hmm. is part of the prophecy. But I am so confused because... We hadn't heard it until (laughs) Vesa is the first one to use it. And then I forget Mm. who else uses it later on. But I don't... Where does the ice 
come from or come in. Like, I don't... I don't... I don't know, but she keeps talking about how cold she gets on the inside sometimes. So I don't... I don't know if we have maybe even fully seen the ice part yet. Okay. Because, you know, like, she mentions multiple times, like, she gets cold on the inside and, like... Kieran's comfort help warms like helps to warm her up oh. before Cass is home and then like being near Cass like helps that. Okay. All right. I guess I'll just have to be patient because obviously you can't fully answer my question when I don't think anyone can unless I'm the so next sorry. book is already published. Um it's not. Yeah, um okay, as a quick side not a side note. So um wait, you had said you there's a couple things you wanted to talk about. Sorry, go ahead. Um, so continue. Why, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So, in chapter five, um, Reaver and Poppy are talking, yeah. And he says that she is the first female descendant of the primal of life, right? Who's the most powerful being known in time? You will become even more powerful than your father. Isn't Millicent? the first female descendant of the primal of life? I mean, technically, yes, but I wonder if the fact that she wasn't the, right, like, they had to try again because they messed it up. Like, I wonder if... Something about her becoming, like, a revenant, like, erases her... I don't know. I don't even think that, but, like, remember, like, they, they didn't... I don't know exactly what wasn't right about it besides the revenant part. Like, um, but that doesn't erase her being the first. But I wonder if they mean more than just right. But I don't. I wonder if they mean descendant in more than just uh, the like granddaughter version of it. Okay. Right. Like she's the first descendant of their power. Mm. Right. Like I. I if okay. is what I'm. Interesting. You know. And why is being the first female descendant important? Well, that's... So we so we start hearing something about that at the end, right? Because Nectus talks to Poppy and he's like, we got really lucky when Nikdos and Syrah had two boys and then they had... Or Malik had boys. So, like, he's like, we kept getting really lucky because the spell that was holding Colas was tied to the first female. Right. That's what it is. Who decided that that was a good idea? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out in yeah. the continuation of the Shadow and the Ember series. But, like, I wonder if it happened because they were, like, maybe, like, was she pregnant already? And they knew that it was going to be boys. And so they were like, oh, we'll just tie it to the first female, like, right? Or, like... Did that happen before they had any children? Mm. Like, you know, like, who... Who knows? Um, yes, that didn't seem like a very smart idea to me either once, you know, at the end when we got there. I was like, that seems awfully... Risky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um... So, yeah, I just had another, I guess, comment, but more towards the time when we're going back to your prior point of Castile and Millicent's interaction. 
So I don't yeah. know if you had anything more you wanted to say about well, that. Well, so my next my next one is actually about Malik and Castile's first interaction um, after he talks to Millicent. So he has something in there. We can talk about um, it now or we can talk about it after I have my point or whatever. I think that is in chapter 11. So yeah, I have um, <laughs> a couple more thoughts. I- so. I love that you have them, like, by chapter. You're so fancy. Well, it's because I'm using Apple Books in my notes. Um, it shows me what chapter my notes are in. Oh, so fancy. <laughs> I am so fancy. Okay. What? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Sorry, I keep thinking I'm hearing, like, water dripping in my apartment. Oh. Um. So, when Millicent came in to... Cass's room, dungeon, cell, cell, whatever. Um, She snuck in and I per usual just had a ton of questions about (laughs) that whole scene. Like she had stuff all over her arms that she was washing off and I feel like that was important to understand what that was, but I don't know what it was. I think it's a I think it's a precursor to her washing off her face later. Like I think it's just meant to be like a tying it it like I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe that's the case, but I um she's also just a little fucking crazy, so. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely unhinged. That's, that's. I mean, to be fair, she's got some reason yeah, for it. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but by the end, I definitely like her. Um, I mean, I'm still a little cautious. Yes, absolutely. I would agree with that. But yes, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm also moving towards liking her more. Yeah. Um, Malik as well. I'm. Cautious, Same. but... Same. I also... Reading my other notes, I don't know that those are really helpful anymore. <laughs> um, okay. But in another instance, um, this is when Fanetta is talking, and I don't know who she's talking to. I guess she's talking to Poppy... And talking about how um, she had actually interacted with Ian when he was at Spressa's end. um, And kind of telling Mm -hmm. Poppy about that interaction. And again, this is one of those instances where they're making assumptions that, like, he was a great storyteller and he wanted, he could have been an actor. And he, to pass the time, he told. Vanetta all of these tales and stories and I think he was passing on information to Poppy that was critical um yes. like yes we know the the so Satoria story is yeah. real so then Satoria yeah is that what you I said I don't remember I don't know what I said okay. but it's, <laughs> Great. yeah but then so then it got me thinking okay well so the other story that he told because I think he told one other one what is it and like do we need to know to help us understand what's going to happen like in the future Mm. um 
so oh maybe it only was that story i think it maybe it was that one and i was like gosh dang it poppy stop assuming that he's just like making shit up like this is strategic (laughs) um so yeah i was just getting frustrated by that and yeah i think at this point we are now at malik and cast yeah so um cast so in the scene right cast is like half in and out of it because uh-huh. he's like crazy infected and super hungry and bloody uh blood dr- thirsty whatever but not actually in the blood thirst yet but like he's he needs blood is what i mean yes um and malik shows up and he's wearing a cloak and he goes oh it's the cloak that people assume that I wear and that's how I got the name of the dark one and I went it was like a light bulb in my head I was like oh Malik was the one there when Poppy was almost killed yep. I was like oh it was Malik I had that same I like, exact yeah I was like you mother fucker yep. <laughs> like I was I was like ah <laughs> yeah I had the oh. same exact reaction and I was like and then and then afterwards or a little while later there was a second where i wished that and like we hadn't found out that it was for sure Mm -hmm. true yet but i was basically i mean it was like yeah that's who it was but i was like maybe maybe how could it not have been him because of course like i want the brothers to to be able to bond and like i was worried that that was going to be i mean obviously it was a big issue already but like i was worried it was going to be more of an like right like so I was like, oh my god, like, how can, how could it not have been him? <laughs> um. <laughs> I know. But when you hear his reasoning, though, um, I, like, got very frustrated with Cass for continuing to just, like, not listen and still be so angry and not, like, eventually start forgiving him right like he was he had decent intentions in kind of in what he was doing like thinking what he was doing for it was for the greater good based on the information that he had however it was a child so there's also you know i don't know i mean but that's the thing right so actually that's really funny because amanda my trainer and i were just talking about this yesterday yeah, I think at my workout yesterday. And um, we were talking about spoilers for Avengers Endgame, I guess. When they're talking about when they're talking about time travel, right? And Rhodey um, is like, why don't we just go back in time, find baby Thanos, and like and then he like gestures about like killing him, right? And everybody looks at him like he's fucking crazy. And it's like it's like but, like, we know what Thanos does in the universe, right? Like, it's a val- like, it sucks because he'd be a baby, but, like, it's a valid thought, right? I think somehow we were talking about if we could go back in time and kill baby Hitler, which we were both like, yeah! And then we were like, although it'd be kind of hard to kill a baby, but, like, yeah! Because we, we knew, mm-hmm. like, because... But it's so funny now. Like, he is acting under the assumption that Poppy would be as bad as let's go with Thanos because <laughs> it's another fictional situation and that's something that actually happened, yeah. right? But like, 
But since we know that that's not who Poppy is, yeah. we we are so angry at him. Like, how dare you? But it's true, right? Like, he was acting under... And as soon as he realized that he couldn't kill a child, he got her out of there and, and like, he's the reason she's still alive, right? Yeah. Like, but it's also, like, yes, he's the reason she's still alive, but she also would not have even been in that position if <laughs> he hadn't also started it. So it's a little bit, like, I don't... I know, yeah, I don't know. And then I was just <laughs> realizing that, like, we, I guess we have to put, like, Alistair in, like, the same bucket of, like questioning whether he was doing something no, good and him. that's that's the exact response that i had to myself i was like wait no fuck absolutely not i'm not <laughs> can i tell you i think for me though at least the fuck him i mean stems a little bit from that but stems more from then he met poppy and he still right like at least malik got there and was like hold on right like but Alistair never had that like hold on I mean that we know of it doesn't it sure as shit doesn't seem like he ever had that hold on well considering that he killed multiple of Malik's offspring right like yeah like clearly clearly they are on a little bit of a different level Mm -hmm. the two of them right um okay so then um, yeah, so that whole conversation when, like, Malik is helping him and, like, I was just so heartbroken the whole time. I was like, I just don't want Cass to be imprisoned. I want them to fix their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, this is all Cass has wanted for 50 years is his brother back. Like, I know. I think they'll get there. I have more hope now at the end of the book than I did at at this point of the book, right? Yeah. I think they'll, and I don't think it'll ever be the same, right? But, like, I think they'll get, they'll find their way back to each other. Yeah, I, I keep or the, being or very. one of them was going to fucking die. Yeah, and, I keep being really disappointed. And sorry, in, Malik, in but cast. it better be you. Um, <laughs> because, like, as you keep getting more information about Malik it's very obvious that he's done a lot of bad things and been through a lot of suffering, though he appears physically whole and healthy. But he's put up with all of this and done all of this for a reason. You don't know what it is, but you know that there's, like, there's a reason, something that's keeping him here, and it has to be good because you start to see under the surface of who he is as a person. Or you can hope that it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And so then when you find out that, like, he is staying because Millicent is his, like, heartmate or whatever. Um, yeah. I'm pissed that Cass isn't recognizing that, like, he would have like- done the same thing in that situation and that... Not that he has to, like, forget and forgive everything that he's done, but maybe open up their relationship a little bit more. Have you ever been so mad at somebody? Like, just as, like, as a question, right? Like, like, it's hard, even if you can see or start to see their point of view or their side of it, 
sometimes when you get so angry or so hurt, it's going to take some time for you to move outside of that feeling. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's sort of how I'm seeing it, right? Like, and like, because I think there are certainly instances where like, you can tell that he's pissed, but you can also tell that he is still going to be pissed and he might be pissed for a little while, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't understand, you know, like, so I think it's just a little bit of that. Like, it's just, he needs the time to be able to move outside of the hurt or the Mm -hmm. anger or both and, and get to where Malik is. Yeah. I guess I, Um, I just, um, want that to have happened already. I get it. Um, so this, is this the part this is the part, right, where we find out about what happened to his bonded wolf, Wolven, right? Um, is this, this this is the part where we find out that Poppy's dagger is literally the bone of his wolf? Probably, if not one of their yeah. other conversations. But yeah, that... Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. My heart broke. Because as soon as he was like, he made seven, and he's like, and I could only find six. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> Because there was a point earlier on when she's talking, I think, to not in this book, in the series, when she's talking to, I think, Kieran, and she's talking about her dagger, and she's kind of like, sorry, like, because she knows it's a woven bone, right? And she's like, I'm really sorry. And he's like, well, you didn't make it, you know, like, but like, he doesn't know whose bone it is, right? Like, so like, that, but yeah, when I, how many times did I just say like in that whole situation? Um, Quite a few. But yeah, as soon as he was, as soon as he said, and I found six of them, I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, that <laughs> and was hard and cast and cast. Of course, it was also probably like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I I know where the seventh one is. Yeah, no kidding. So then, it switches. I think from them talking to Poppy and her people getting to the next place i can i don't remember what order they went in and this is where they come across all of the refugees right Mm -hmm. and they um oh my god i started crying when they started yelling out their children's names and asking her to find them and then she didn't well she found them yeah but but they were not alive um, and then, um, no spatial awareness. What does that mean? The dragons have no spatial awareness. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> I love that, I loved that when, whatever, because it was one of the female dragons uh-huh. that, like, landed right in front of them and, like, almost took them out, and what was it, Kieran? And he's like, they have, like, right? Yeah, and it's like, like, of course, and in A Shadow and the Ember, that also something similar happens yeah. and it's just again another example of like a great little just respite where you can like mm-hmm. take a breath and in right because the then it gets all, even yeah. fucking worse because mm-hmm. then Arden dies and then they come into that room where dozens of young girls also dressed up like Poppy have been hanged from the ceiling and turned into Craven so they're not fucking dead I mean, they're dead, but, like, undead or whatever. Because I think we finally decided that Craven are basically zombies with, like, fangs. Sounds right to me. 
because there's a part because there's different parts where they come across like older ones that are like super decayed and then these ones are but like instead of brains it's blood that they're after right like that's what the craven want they like right so i i sort of thankfully the wings part is gone <laughs> i still don't know how i <laughs> thought they had wings in the first book <laughs> but now i just picture them as sort of zombies with fangs um but yeah, because it, it, and we needed that little spatial awareness because then it goes and right back down. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my notes go, Arden, no! And then, holy fucking shit, dozen of maid, dozens of maidens, ma- <clears throat> dozens of maidens turn to Craven. And then, for fuck's sake, just when I thought it couldn't get worse. What do you think that means? Um, let's find out. Is it talking about the fact that all of those children were killed? probably. And just, like, within the past couple of days. So, like, they literally, like, just missed them. Like, they had, like, a a right specifically right before they got there. yep. Which wasn't normal. Yes, but it was also that it was, like... It was them on top of bodies on top of body. Like, that it was, like, this huge pit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mass graves, <laughs> yay! <laughs> um, I just, I was like, and here the fuck we are at sadness again. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, then... So terrible. But then, not too many pages later... Um, they, we get this adorable moment of this budding friendship between Poppy and Reaver. Um, it's, she hasn't eaten all day. She's been healing people. Like she, like, right. And then they go to the kitchen. He takes her to the kitchens in his like towel or sheet that he's wearing. And they eat a shit ton of ham together. Like, and it's just the cutest and I was like, oh, they're like, and that was the first, I think probably the first part for me where I was like, oh, there he is. Right. Like the, I'm we now there's, there's that little boy. Cause like what little boy wouldn't love to just sit and eat ham, you know, or kid really, it doesn't even have to be little boy. Right. Like, or maybe not even ham, but like just be able to sit and eat as much. Of, just like <laughs> of stuff your whatever face. You, yeah, exactly. Like, any little kid would just love to be able to just do that. Yeah. But then they're just, like, talking and, like, bonding, and I was like, yes! <laughs> um, so, I don't know if you have anything else before this, but nope. I did want to tell you that you were right. About what? About Victor being a victor. I know! And, like... Of course, like, the thing is, oh, I did have that. Oh, I must have missed that. Well, that's okay. Oh, it, No, I think it's, it's, it's after. Sorry, I should have said, do you have yeah. anything later that's before talking about Victor being a victor? I mean, a, like, tiny things, but we we can bop back and forth. Um, yes, I know. And the thing is, of course, like, of course I was right. Like, it's literally the same fucking name, right? Like, when I, when I talked to Amanda about this... <laughs> 
I was like, and I figured it out. And she's like, yes, I'm sure that was very difficult to figure out that Victor was a victor. And I was like, shut up, okay? <laughs> Do you think, though, that he's also Sir Holland? Or oh, like the same Victor? Yeah. Who's actually a fate because um, mm-hmm. I need to find this because she woke because up. He, because he's able to come back and he talked to whoever he talked no. to. No. Well. Tawny? No. It was she has a dream and she thinks she's seeing the consort and someone. Oh, talking to Victor. Familiar. Not that he was talking to Victor, but that she was talking to she was talking to someone who remind like she couldn't see, and then she woke up think, thinking like, why am I thinking of Victor or like something? So it wasn't mm-hmm. ever like confirmed, but I'm wondering I, if Victor in my is, head apparently I confirmed that it was Victor that Victor um, is Sir Holland is the same. No, that that's who she was talking to. Um, uh, I don't think that crossed my mind. I don't think that crossed my mind, but I'm here for it. I would, I think that's I think it would be pretty cool that the same Victor helped the both of them. Yeah. The same Victor who's actually a fate. um, Yeah. Helped both of them. Because they, of course, can't remember anything about their previous lives or whatever. But maybe he does because he's a fate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Probably. I think. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this one just says... Reaver and Kieran, LOL. Okay, let's see. Page 226. Oh my god. So this is the part. Kieran walks into the kitchen. He sees Poppy and Reaver chowing down on the ham. And he's like, he's wearing a sheet. (laughs) And she's like, that's why I said he needed clothes. And then Reaver's like, I'm not wearing his clothes. And then he's like, I'm so much taller and my shoulders are broader and I don't have scrawny chicken twig legs. And like, and he's like, what is it? So it's like, what's wrong with my clothes? Kieran demanded. A fair brow rose as Reaver mimicked Kieran's earlier look. I don't believe they will fit me. I have broader shoulders. I don't think so, Kieran replied. And chest. Kieran crossed his arms. You definitely do not have that either. And my legs are not thin twigs that could snap under a breeze, Reaver continued. Are you serious? Kieran looked down at himself. And then Poppy thinks he didn't have twig legs or whatever. And I was just like, (laughs) I was like, this is, I love this so much. And then um, she's like, you're just, you're both talking nonsense. Like you're literally both basically the same size as each other. And then Reaver's like, I think your eyes could... You just, like, need adjustment or something like that. Ugh. Ugh. So much posturing. But but then, the best part is, he says, I believe your vision could use improvement, the Draken responded. You could use an attitude improvement, Kieran retorted. To which Poppy says, I ate a lot of ham. (laughs) It's, like, literally just the next line. And then she goes, a lot. You'd be proud. And then Kieran's like, well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, That was random. (laughs) And I just was like, oh, my God, I just love all of them so much. Very true. And then, speaking of friendship, who the fuck turns up? Tawny. Oh, my gosh. What is she? 
Like I don't know, but I'm also I'm a little I don't know, but I'm a little uncomfortable with the fact that she's a black woman who was literally turned white. Like, oh, I'm, I didn't like, and I know think that, of that. All I I picture her the same except for her eyes and her hair. Did her skin oh, that's good. also? I think I just assumed that her skin also turned. Maybe oh. I, maybe I, maybe I'm, you know, did the same thing as everybody in this book and just made an assumption. Well, I would say it's more likely that I misinterpreted something than you. Well, let's find out. So 2.45 is when t- she pops up. So 2.42. Okay. Guards opened the doors and we stepped into the fading sunlight. My God. My, Wow. My gaze swept over. It's Gianna. Oh, no, you're right. Okay. Woo. That makes me feel so much more comfortable about this. Um, okay. Good. Woo. Because I think it's because she just talks so often about how she's been, like, bleached of color that I think I just then, like, just took the next step. But it says here, um, the air went out of my lungs at the sight of rich, warm brown skin and the massive tight snow white curls okay whoo perfect okay i'm back i feel better now um but yeah what is she i don't know i i'm nervous that she's going to die soon because like i almost wonder if she was like somehow only meant to temporarily kept in this state although i feel like later on somebody says something about her looking better and like more alive and she's like i feel Hmm. more alive well i guess we'll have to wait and see then huh yeah gosh i hope not yeah Um, but it's something i'm nervous about for sure well i wasn't no i was a little bit but but i was I was able to write it off as just me being paranoid until you oh, also said sorry. it. And so now I'm. I feel like this yeah, has happened sorry. before where I have a very irrational worry. You hadn't thought of it. And then I give it to you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> My next note says, oh, great. More prophecies and fucking riddles. We are <laughs> so terrible at riddles and prophecies. Like, right? I think we need okay, some so, training or something. I know. If I ever write a book, you better believe there is not going to be a single fucking prophecy in the book unless the prophecy is like this, 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 that. Like, it just lays. My prophecy is going to be the, actually, scratch that. I'm going to write a book and I'm going to make it the most, because that's the other thing. Why do these prophecies have to be so like, why can't you just say it? Just tell me. Mm -hmm. So my prophecy, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write, it's going to be all prophecies. Just kidding. (laughs) And it's just, it's just going to be straight to the point. Exactly. Okay, so the prophecy says, From the desperation of golden crowns and born of mortal flesh, a great primal power rises as the air to the lands and seas, to the skies and all the realms, a shadow in the ember, a light in the flame, to become a fire in the flesh. So that's the second time that we've heard those three things in a row, which also makes me think that that's what the the next, not the next series, the... A Shadow in the Ember series that, is going to be at least three that books. all of that is describing Sarah so far. Well, that was also part of it, too, is why I thought it was her. Um, when the stars fall from the night, 
the great mountains crumbled into the seas, and old bones raised their swords besides the gods. Beside the gods, the false one will be stripped from glory until two born of the same misdeeds, born of the same great and primal power in the mortal realm. She took a deep breath. At first, no, a first daughter with blood full of fire faded for the once promised king, and the second daughter with blood full of ash and ice, the other half of the future king. Together they will remake the realms as they usher in the end, and so it will begin with the last chosen blood spilled, the great conspirator birthed from the flesh and fire of the primals will awaken as the harbinger and the bringer of death and destruction to the lands gifted by the gods. Beware, for the end will come from the west to destroy the east and lay waste to all which lies between. So when I read it, I was like, fuck, great. This is just what I need more. And then my next note is, wait, okay, I think I, I think I understand this. I one. mean, it's the same prophecy. It's not anything new. Okay, well, let me tell you, I was ready for it to be a whole. It is the same new one. Pro- <laughs> prophecy we have heard. Well, great. But now I understand more of it than I have previously, but I'm still very unclear Correct. about some of it. So I would but let love me tell to you, hear... I only understand it because they laid it out for me. Yeah, so what do you, what do you, um, what did you glean from this? So I thought I gleaned that Sarah and Poppy needed to, like, fight together to fix things. I don't know really where, I mean, it came from a little bit that little part, because I was like, oh, that's how he described Sarah, Sarah's name. Um, and then, um... And then that was pretty much all I gleaned from oh. it. So, but now, yeah, I I have a little bit better understanding because like now I know that it's Millicent and Poppy, um, with Malik and, and Castile. Yeah, that right. was the part that was solidified for me a little bit more. But the majority of everything else is still kind of hazy for me because then I was like well but weren't Sarah's twins also born in the mortal realm so wouldn't they have counted for some certain but they weren't but they weren't two born of the same misdeeds right so like oh the misdeeds being like it's Beth basically forcing herself on Eris I guess or like maybe not like directly forcing but like indirectly forcing because like right that's the whole thing right is that later on she says to i think poppy she's like he was will like he was willing the two times we did this or whatever and like the thing is is like yeah maybe he was willing but he was also technically your captive so that takes away any consent that he could have given like right like you so yes she still forced him without like directly like right it was like indirect force yeah, like so that that's the misdeed is yeah, gotcha. is what I was assuming. Okay. Um, born of the same great and primal power, makes sense. They have the same dad and mom, but the dad is the important part. Um, well, but the primal power isn't either of the twins because they're not primal. No, no, it's but they're but they're also born right, of that right. primal power. Yeah, yeah, and then. With blood full of fire. So a first daughter with blood full of fire. So that must mean that Millicent 
does have some sort of power. I guess so. Yeah. Um, I'm very we confused about that and like the ice thing. Like she's fire, Poppy's ice. I understand the once fated king, right? Like Malik was the firstborn son for the like, once promised. Yeah, yeah like, the once promised king supposed to be king, and that like Castile is like I got those two. I don't have issues with that. Everything else, I feel like I still like partially question. Yeah, together they will remake the realms as they usher in the end. And it's like, is that the end of Isbeth? Right? Like, is that what it is? Um, and so it will begin with the last capital C chosen, blood spilled. With the what? The great cons- capital C chosen. Like, the chosen. Oh, okay. The chosen, right? The great conspirator birthed from the flesh and fire of the primals will awaken. That's what I don't understand is how is she... How is Poppy the great conspirator and also the second daughter? I don't know that she is. So people have been assuming this entire time that she's the con- the conspirator when she might not be. Right. Right, because the conspirator well, right, is I- the one who is the harbinger and the bringer of death and destruction, right? Right. Right. Because that's what everyone... The great... No. Oh, at the end, they say, isn't the great... The great conspirator is Colas, right? Oh. Because he wasn't... Like, because he's not the real primal of... Whatever. Life. Right? Because technically, like, Niktos was supposed to be the real primal of life. But we remember we learned right. that at the yes. end of... I I just didn't... Okay, so he's... But he's called the great conspirator? I think so. Oh. I think Nectus says something about that at the end oh, okay i must have missed that because yeah i, so I think I know, Colas right like is the great conspirator oh, okay and so he which would make sense as the harbinger and bringer of death and destruction because what he did is what was causing all of the rot in sira's time and then the rot starts again at the end because everyone's been assuming that that's who she is in this prophecy right and that's incorrect oh my god also, let me just tell you, if Nectus doesn't say anything about Colas being the great conspirator, I deserve a gold star for figuring that out. And maybe I don't really, because maybe this is really easy for other people. But for me, this I, I when prophecies in any book are put out there, I'm like, well, I hope they explain what this means later. Like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at all these fancy words one right after the other. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Uh, wow. I'm okay. proud of us, though. Me, too. Like we We're so smart. That. Um, so I do want to say on a completely different note yeah. that I am basically Poppy. I oh. have determined. Um, okay. Because... That's interesting, because I've also determined that I'm <laughs> basically Poppy. <laughs> Um, because... And what's really funny is, like, I think, technic I think that probably this will be for very different reasons, and it'll probably still be also very valid, so... Okay, I want to hear yours, too, after what I say. So, um, Castile is describing Poppy, and the way that he described her, I was like, oh, that sounds exactly like me. Like, slightly, (laughs) I, like thinking in a slightly serious way but also like 
more jokingly. Um, But he describes her as someone so incredibly strong, so curious and intelligent and unbelievably kind. And I was like, I feel like that describes me. So basically I'm Poppy. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. That's really funny because now that you read that out loud, I feel like that also describes me. Obviously. But why were um, why no. were you thinking that you're Poppy? Um, because I'm clumsy, like she is. <laughs> um, there's a part where like Castile does some funny fun like jump move or whatever and or like gets off the bed by jumping a little bit and she's like, I'll never be that graceful and I'm like, girl, same. <laughs> um I also ask a lot of questions. <laughs> um You're a redhead. <laughs> I'm a redhead. I also love Castile and Kieran <laughs> uh, for very different mm-hmm. reasons. So mine's not as deep as yours. <laughs> I like to think that I'm incredibly kind. So at least that part could it be It was me. incredibly strong, unbelievably kind. Oh, well, duh. duh. Obviously. Yeah. Um, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, my God. Can I tell you? The part where, who is it? Is it Perry who gets hurt? And she shows up in the room. And they have, they have Willa's book. Oh, my God. So freaking funny, that book. And they're like, oh, we, f- we found it in your room. And she's like, oh, my God. And, like, I had this moment where I was like, cast would have loved that like to hear that they had been reading it to each other or with each other or whatever like he would have just like fucking died right right? like he oh yeah that's so funny that that book continues to resurface throughout this series um okay so then she, not then. I, sometimes I try to make segues, and I'm like, this will be a good one. And then I'm like, no, it's not. You're a goofball. Um, so we get to a point where we start realizing that Poppy's going to need to feed from somebody. She comes to the conclusion that the only person that she, she would want to feed from or that Cass would be okay with her feeding from would be Kieran, right? Um. And then, but then she starts thinking about how it feels when she's had Castile's blood and how, like, electric it is, right? And she's like, oh, God, what if, like, that happens when I drink Kieran's blood? Like, that's going to be really awkward and uncomfortable. And she's like, but then she's like, no, I think that's just the effect of Atlantean blood. I think woven blood's going to be different. And then... um, (laughs) She has a moment where she's like, does Castile have that like aphrodisiac if he bites from like Nile or a meal and then she's like I'm really curious about that and then she's like for research purposes <laughs> and I was like oh you goofball like <laughs> um yeah <laughs> yeah and then um and then she feeds from Kieran mm-hmm. and he feeds her those memories I was like <laughs> devious <laughs> devious Kieran. I was like, oh Kieran. Mm-hmm. Um Ugh, so funny. Yeah. But also like oh, he was noticing her. So maybe that's why people were mad, because he was like 
But, like, it's interesting, so, because I read that scene as a way for him to, like, make her feel more comfortable about, like, a natural reaction to something, right? Like... Oh, no, I totally read that scene as, like, him messing with her. Oh, no, for sure, that too, but also, like, for that to be the reason that, like, how he messed with her, like, I, I wondered if there was also maybe a little bit of an undercurrent of, like... Sometimes things happen and you maybe don't know why they're happening, <laughs> but like, who cares? Right? Like, so I, I saw it as like a two, two pronged gotcha. approach. Okay. Um, okay. But yes, I, I did like the him fucking with her. I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Um, oh, geez. Yeah. I still have so many notes already two hours into this i know <laughs> okay speed round no just kidding um let's see <laughs> uh so i'm now i'm at the part where in my notes where we find out who millicent is and i was like oh she's not jade okay and so i was like does that mean jade is really dead and i was like oh, god i hope not like And then they start talking about how, like, Poppy is for sure going to die. And I'm like, okay, y'all. Like, <laughs> I'm like, we can't lose Poppy. But I'm also, at this point in the book, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Castile has been her prisoner for much more of this book than I thought he was going to be. Because mm-hmm. we're already on page, like, 360, and he's still, like, her prisoner. And I was like, whoa. Like, mm-hmm. this is some commitment (laughs) yeah i also totally didn't see them not sneaking into the castle like the fact that right seems to know so much i still don't understand like how she knows so fucking glad she's dead i'm so glad she's dead but yes i uh, right like And that was the thing. It was I was like, I was like, how on earth are they going to get her? Like, how are they going to stop her? Like, if she keeps doing this, like, I don't know how. Um, like, I don't know how this can continue. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. My next note, speaking of Isbeth, says, in case any of us were wondering, Isbeth is the fucking worst. Um, so let's see. I think this is when she shows up at the house and she kills the people that they were staying with. What? No, it's not. Um, I'm I'm too soon here, I think. What do you mean? When she shows up at what house? When, after they've all escaped, and she shows up with all the revenants outside of the house where they were taking oh, refuge. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 368. Oh, she's just talking about the cities that have been, like... 
that Poppy has successfully, like, taken for Atlantia. And she's like, oh, I don't even consider those losses. And, like, I know about all of the, like, we know about all the kids that are dead and all these girls that have been. Oh, oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, just in case we were wondering. <laughs> she's the fucking worst. I hate Oh, my God. I, hate I this bitch. Every time we interact with her in this book, I get so angry because she never takes any responsibility for any actions. Well, she she's so she's so fucking blames crazy. like everything yeah. that she does. She doesn't actually do it. It's someone else no. who made her do it, and so mm-hmm. she didn't yeah. actually do it. Then, mm-hmm. oh my god, it drove me insane. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, she's. She's the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's see. My next note <laughs> is them as they're they're making their move, and they watch Reaver for the first time, like rip the dude's head off or whatever. And Kieran's like, "Okay, remind me to stop antagonizing him, <laughs> right? Like, oh, hmm, maybe this is a really dangerous being yeah. that." Shouldn't. I was like, "Yeah, Kieran." <laughs> Ooh, some thunder. Maybe the people will hear that. Nice. Um, uh, so, are you, um, we talked about it a little bit about Malik and what's-her-face Millicent also being heartmates. Yeah. Are we thinking it's a little bit, like, how on earth did this happen that, like, not only is it two brothers with two sisters, but it's, like, two brothers who are the sons of Malik's first wife, and then it's two daughters that are the daughters of Malik's twin. Like, I was like, this is, like, and I know that it's not actually incest because, like, Malik isn't uh, Malik and Castile's father. Like, but I'm like, it just, it's, I, it's feeling too too close. <laughs> it's just, it's feeling like it's just getting closer and closer and it's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's prophecy. Did you have any feelings? It's a prophecy. Yeah. Right. That's right. the only but thing like, that I can point to to try yeah. to understand it. Otherwise, I have no idea and it doesn't make sense and it's kind of weird. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I don't know. So I was pretty already pretty sure slash hoping that the joining was going to happen in this book. Um, <laughs> the weather is getting very loud. I was going to say, end, I'm no, hearing. Sorry. I don't know what I was just yeah. hearing, but I can hear something. Um, I think it's hail. Ah, that makes sense. Yes. The windows um, or just really sharp rain. You know, like how sometimes it's not actually hail, but it still sounds mm. almost like hail. Um, so they rescue Castiel. Mm-hmm. He's totally lost to the blood r- lust. Uh-huh. They get him back. They get him almost to himself. But what I, oh, sorry. I didn't finish my first thought even. Um, I was already pretty sure slash really hoping that the joining was going to happen in this book. 
But then there's this part where he's really possessive of Poppy after he's mostly back to himself, but he won't let anybody, like, he's, like, he has her, like, pinned to the ground, and he won't let anybody near her. But then, like, Kieran steps close to them, and he doesn't have the same reaction to Kieran that he does to the other men getting oh even though he's still like not fully himself he's like right in the blood and and i was like coming out of it or whatever exactly and i was like "Uh uh-huh yeah okay he's not worried about kieran Uh uh-huh no he's not (laughs) (laughs) um i'm trying to think oh and then this is where i started thinking that callum was colis or connected to colis or I mean, I was definitely wondering, like, who the heck he is, because it mentioned that he has seen that love has stopped death once, and that was with Nikdos and his consort. Right. And... That means he's as old as they are. Or if not as old as they are, as old as part of their relationship was went before they were sleeping. Yeah. Um, Which is pretty crazy. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting like really tired all of a sudden so i feel like that's okay i'm not my um my sense. no i never make any sense <clears throat> i don't think that's correct <laughs> this one just says thoughts and prayers for their asses and i think either Cass or kieran said that and i don't and i don't really know why hmm oh i'm also on the wrong page <laughs> that will do it. That will do it. Okay, so let's see. Poppy is talking. Oh my god, yes. This is so funny. So he finds out, this is when Cass finds out that um, she fed from Kieran, mm-hmm. right? And... Um, and, and she's like, wow, why am I not surprised that you already, like, figured that out? And he's like, I couldn't see you doing going to anyone else. You're close to Delano and Vanetta and the others, but Kieran is dot, dot, dot. It's different with him. <clears throat> and she goes, it is. I also figured he was the one person you wouldn't mind feeding me. And then Castile goes, I wouldn't care who you used if you had that need. And she goes, really? And he goes, he, and I, and I truly think that he believed it, right? Like he was like, yeah, absolutely. And then she's like, okay, so if I decided to feed from Emil or Niall and he's like, okay, you're right. Kieran is the only one. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I waited for as long as I could because I didn't want to do it from anybody but you. And he's like, because I'm selfish, I appreciate that, but I wouldn't want you to wait if you needed to. And then He's like, your well-being trumps my illogical jealousy, which I love that he's even like, I I know that I'm probably being a little bit logical. Um, <laughs> and then she says um, something else. And then 
When did she say thoughts and prayers for their asses? Well, anyways, she talks about taking blood from Emil or Nile, and he's like, oh, then thoughts and prayers for their asses. So it was funny, but now I don't remember what it was from. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my what I one of my favorite parts is when Reaver drops the bomb, and he's like, yeah, she's going to be a primal sometime soon. But that doesn't matter because you guys are all bonded, like joined, right? And everybody's like, well, what? <laughs> I know. There were multiple instances where, like, he said something not realizing that they didn't already know it because he thought it was so obvious. <laughs> Either that or he's yeah. just, like, so, again, old and out of it that he didn't realize. Yeah that he needed to inform them of this information. <laughs> right. But it's, so this is at the part where Castile and Kieran are talking while Poppy's sleeping. Right. And so they're just talking to each other and like they're, but they have this moment where they're like, Oh, she's going to be a primal. Right. But I was like, didn't somebody already say that she was a prime? Like, I feel like at some point because, um, uh, Reaver keeps saying these things that they keep assuming means something else, but he means what he's actually saying. Like, I had a feeling that he had said that earlier in the book, like, and basically was like, well, yeah, like, you're a primal or whatever. And everybody was like, yeah, okay, sure. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just crazy, weird Reaver. And so I was like, yeah, you dum-dums. Like, (laughs) Um, I think it was um, they were making assumptions again earlier on when they were talking about primals is um when poppy like called the mist to help them in their escape um right i think kieran was saying like i only know the craven and the primals that can do that and yeah. she's like, well, I, now I had you felt know that it was, three things. Um, right. I had felt that it was sometime earlier okay, than that. Okay, it could have but, been, but that's know. also an instance where that happened, too, where they, like, just assume, well, she's not a primal. She's something else that can do this, too. Right. Um. So then they're, so then they are talking about. Oh, her feeding from Kieran because she has to feed again because she had given Cass so much blood and so she needed some blood and so she was going to feed from Kieran because she didn't want to take the blood that she had given to Cass away from him again, mm-hmm. right? And then um, <laughs> um, she goes, I just don't like using you as a snack. And then he goes, well, first off, I don't like to be think." think of myself as a snack more like the whole damn meal and i was like yes (laughs) it's like kieran you are the whole damn meal (laughs) oh my goodness yeah super cute uh i do have to say that i don't know how much longer i can last honestly i'm like that's really lagging here so we're gonna i only have a couple more wrap this up soon (laughs) yeah Just for anyone who's listening, it's 10 o'clock and I'm usually in bed and my body and brain are starting to lose function. We've got this. (laughs) We've got it. Okay. So then my next note, um, so it's really interesting. So Poppy looks just like Nikdos, right? She's got the red hair, whatever. And Millicent looks like Sarah. She's got the like white blonde hair, right? Mm -hmm. Like. I don't remember what color her eyes are. Green, I would imagine. 
I don't know. I don't remember. Right, but like so, like I was like, oh, interesting. One looks mm. like one, but I'm, but I'm also like, that's so weird that somehow they both each look like one of their grandparents, and neither of them. Like, of course, both of the boys kind of look like Nikdos, well, but like I thought, Sarah had green eyes, and that that um, Penelope has those same eyes, but then she has right. Nikdos's hair. So she wouldn't. Right. But then she's also, but she's getting more silver in her eyes. Like, and of course, Nikos's eyes are fully silver, but like, Mm. she's like, that's what I was thinking about. Um, Let's see what's next. Um, We were being like, yeah, you're a primal. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Mm. Um, And then we find out about Malik being the one there. And I was like, yes, I was right. And then I was like, oh, also bummer. Yeah. Indeed. And then 483, for fuck's sake, not Kieran. Oh, that's when he got um, cursed. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, like, yeah. I forgot about that. Because can I tell you, for a split second, I was like, if instead of the joining, you give me the gift of killing Kieran, I, I don't think I would have read the next book. Like, on it, like, <laughs> I'm... Okay, I would have read it. Because I was about to say, I'm not being dramatic. And then I was like, okay, I'm being a little dramatic. I wouldn't have read it. But, I mean, I would have read it. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> we thought we were out of here. Just kidding. Yeah. And then she kills Clarissa and Blaz. And I was heartbroken because they, because, like, she had just been talking about how she wanted to see Atlantia, the home, like... Fuck, I was so sad. Um oh and then here's and then next reverse like you guys are joined, right? <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> like it'll probably it'll probably break the curse. And I was like, no reaver, they're not, but they should be. I was um, more focused on the probably portion of that. Like the fact that he wasn't <laughs> actually sure. He was like, right. Mm, pro- maybe He's like, maybe possibly maybe it'll probably, be okay. Uh, Oh my gosh. And then um they decide they want it that you know Poppy decides that she she'll take the time that Cass is giving her to think about it but she doesn't think she'll change her mind that she wants to do the joining and I was like, yeah, you do. <laughs> um oh my gosh. And then it jumps to them fighting some craven and oh yeah, cuz they're cuz they're making their trek yeah. to the um, blood forest to get to Malik, get Malik yeah. um, while she's still thinking about right exactly um, and they're some wonderful banter as they're all killing Craven left and right um, and then Poppy's like this seems like a lot of Craven like we must be on to something and Castile's like yeah I think you're right and then <laughs> Malik, because he has not been given any weapons, is just standing I to know. the side, like, with the horses. And he's like, you know, I could help you guys. And they're like, we don't trust you. Like. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm totally on Malik's <sighs> side. Even when I maybe shouldn't okay. be. But. That's fine. Yeah, I'm very interested to I see think what I, happens with I think, him and Millicent. Yeah. I, I'm I'm here for it. For, for both of them. Yeah. Um, but then we find out that his craven or whatever, not, no, 
his woven, I can't remember her name, um, died because Jalara forced her to drink the blood of a um, draken. Which, for a split second, I was like, oh, if they have the blood, then they must, then Jade is for sure still alive, right? Like, how else are they getting the blood? And then I, of course, remembered that Reaver was like, the it, the potency doesn't change. So, like, it'd still be as painful, even if you just had it jarred somewhere. For, mm-hmm. And so I was like, fuck, maybe she. But I was like, I was like, she can't be dead. She can't be dead. Like, it can't be the end of that adorable little baby that we saw. I know. Like, I was like, I no. Know. Like, she can't, I was like, she can't I know, be dead. that just was, like, under the <sighs> table and then curled up on the bed with Nikdos. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then they started fighting the things that had the, the snakes in their mouths. Germs, grims, whatever those gross. I think I was calling them germs, but I think it's probably germs. things are that are yeah. just And I love that Poppy, like, was, like... <laughs> She was like, why the fuck did it have to be snakes? Like, why couldn't it have been, like, something Which else? Which is, like, literally the same response that Sarah had when she fought them, too. Because they have the same yes. exact fear. And she was, like, standing on the rock. And she was like, I'm going to wait here. You guys do. <laughs> and I was like, you guys. Yes, you are a primal. And yet and you're jumping that, like, on a rock. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, Delano, like, jumped up there in solidarity with her, and he was like, okay, I'll hang out with you up here. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so they get his body. They carry it to whatever that meeting place is that they determine. Yeah. Um, they have the joining. Right. My note here was that, I love that even in the middle of this emotionally and sexually charged moment, both of the guys are waiting for Poppy to give her consent. We talked about that already. Mm-hmm. I was so happy to hear that. Yeah. And then I, my next note is like, okay, so like it was good, but I wanted way more than that. <laughs> and then my next note jumps and my next note just says, she fucking killed Malik? Like... Right? So they get to this whole thing. They bring her, they bring Isbeth his body. And she wants it because she wants to kill him because of... Colas. Yeah. Yeah. But, and she has this whole fucking sob story. Like, I never wanted, I loved you so much, so that's why you have to understand. And as soon as she's like, that's why you have to understand, I was like, what? And then she, like, stabs him in the chest, and I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, so things get a little hazy in this section of the book for me because yes, I read it so fast that I don't know that I like fully digested it all. I get it. So am I, I remembering it. correctly that Malik doesn't actually die? He's just very severely wounded or did he actually die? Right. So so that's the thing, right? It's like at the time we're like, oh, he, he's dead. And then they're able to save him, right? Like, because they get the knife out in time. But even like, so, the prophecy happened or something triggered because that wasn't Colas. Right. But that wasn't really, the, the part that triggered it was her rising into her primal power. Ah. Right? Like, yeah. So... Um, and those freaking, whatever those animal monster gross things are. Yeah, the Drake A or whatever. I totally forgot those things existed um, until all of a sudden oh you were like, 
what is this? What is happening? Oh my I know. <laughs> so my next note literally just says what the actual fuck is happening in all capital letters. Um, and that's really kind of how I felt for the rest of the book, pretty much. Um, yeah, I feel like I need to reread the last few chapters there. Yeah, because then, so then it goes, like, what the fuck is actually happening? Like, a lot of stuff is going on. My favorite part of this page, page 616 of the paperback, um, is, like, they're all fighting, everything, and all of a sudden it says, this is not the right time, Castiel said under his breath. But I just want to point out <laughs> that I always said, you were not death and destruction. <laughs> And he's like, I just like, I feel like you should probably just know that um, I told you so, basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, but then like, Is Beth comes out and says like, and I don't know that I don't think it was at that same time, but she was like, or maybe it was Millicent. I don't remember who said like, you guys are so dumb. Like, of course, Poppy herself isn't going to destroy anything. Right. Like. She's yeah. just part of the prophecy to trigger events that will bring death and destruction. Not right, that she exactly. personally with her think, power or whatever. I think it's Isbeth who yeah. says that. Because I think Millicent believed that it was Poppy. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then, uh, of course, I get to the moment where I'm like, oh, okay, so Callum isn't Colas because here he comes because that's who they're talking mm-hmm. about, right? Um, and then these, my, these are, this is the part where I get dramatic and really funny. Mm, Ready? Okay. So, um, also, so, okay. So my neck, my notes go, no, Hisa. Right. And then it goes, Niall, no. And then, oh God, like, I forgot Emil that is, all of them died. Oh, there were so many then, deaths. It was like, it was like Hisa. It was Emil. It was Niall. And then Delano. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was already like tearing up and then Delano and then I just, I fucking lost it. So like it's all capital letters. And then all of a sudden my next note goes, stop fucking killing people, Jennifer. (laughs) Like, I can't, I was a mess. I was like, you better fucking fix this. Like I was like, I can't believe. And then Sarah shows up. Right. And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's on now. Like this is, you guys are like, and then they kill Isbeth. And then she somehow brought everybody back to life. Yeah, I still, I think. Which I was like. That's a part that I really need to reread. Because I definitely don't understand that. Or remember yeah. all of that properly. And then they're talking to Nectus, right? Because mm-hmm. he shows up. And I love that he shows up in pants. And they're like, whoa, how did you do that? Because he like turns from a Draken into mm-hmm. himself with pants. And he's like, oh, I'm old enough that I can put pants on when I turn or whatever and they're like oh why can't Reaver do that and he's like oh he's still like a baby and then he calls him Reaver butt and I was like yeah um and like we all know that Kieran will be taking full advantage of that (laughs) absolutely Um, oh my gosh and then and then we find out that Jade is alive for sure and then she's still alive so what's interesting though is that like Nectus in A Shadow in the Ember is described as having black hair with red streaks in it, right? But in this book, he's described as having black hair with gray streaks in it. And I'm like, oh no, is he getting older? I mean, like, okay. <clears throat> he is getting older. <laughs> obviously. Say, um, Ellen, that's kind by of a how lot. time works. <laughs> and like, by a lot, right? But like, I was like, for a split second, I was like, oh no. Does that mean, like, because I kind of just assumed that he was going to be alive forever unless he, like, is killed. But whatever. Um, <laughs> and then he starts trying, he starts telling them 
things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he starts clearing things up. Like, Colas was not the true primal of death. He's a primal of death, but not the true one. And he's not the primal of life and death. And, like... Well, isn't Colas the true primal of death? But he tried to be the primal of life? Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. They're talking about Nikdos at this yes. point. Sorry. And then he's a primal of death, but he's not the true one, right? And he's like, but he's also not the primal of life and death. And it's <laughs> it's why Sierra's name can't be spoken, because she's the true one of both of them. And then <laughs> my favorite part, maybe in this whole book, is when Poppy goes... <laughs> That's bullshit. Everyone is like, oh, Neek does this, and oh, Neek does that. And the whole time it should have been Seraphina this and Seraphina that. Did Neek just even make the Wolven? Was it him who met with Ilian, Il- Ilian to cal- c- calm things after the deities were killed? And then Nectus is like, no, Nikdos did do those things. And she's like, that's some sexist patriarchal patriarchal bullshit and i was like oh my gosh i feel like that just needs to be a bumper sticker that was some sexist patriarchal bullshit yes um and then my last note just says what because it's the last pages where they're like um oh malik's still alive don't worry but also colas is is coming Sorry, this is the end of the book. And I was like, what? what? I know. I was like, wait, excuse me. I'm I'm feeling like I'm picking up on things like the fact that the rot might be starting to happen again. Or it for sure and... is starting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very concerned. Yeah. That's basically how I ended But where most of the vines were dark green in the starlight, this section was the color of ash, not charred, just gray. Yeah. And then, of course, the last line of the book uh, is Nectus, and he says, the war you fought hasn't ended. It has only just begun. And I'm like, God damn it. I know. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, so you kill all these people, you bring them back to life, but how many yeah. of them are going to survive the rest of this series? And then why would you put us through someone dying twice? Because that's just worse. Even worse. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm super excited. So I think technically this series is only slotted to have five books. So I think the next one is the last one. Um, That could have been updated since the last time I heard anything about it. So maybe that's a little bit outdated. Um, But I'm really interested in that. Uh, The second flesh and fire book is coming out this fall so i'm excited i'm really excited to see how it gets from a shadow in the ember to where we are now Mm -hmm. like i i want to know that in between stuff um especially with how it ended after a shadow in the ember like we know that they're gonna work it out but like yeah so yeah i'm really excited about all of that me too do you have anything else you wanted to talk about i don't think so I think we powered through the last part because we're both falling asleep here. Yeah. I think <laughs> Hopefully you this was talked at least a little exciting for people. The majority of the last 20 minutes and I kind of just nodded along. <laughs> well, hopefully it was still entertaining for people. Um, and yeah, um, as always, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at UPM Pod Official, on Instagram at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast, and then of course you can email us at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast at gmail.com. 
and we will see you all in a couple weeks. Bye.